This past Friday, Jim and I went to the movie theater and saw a little film called Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Finally, we waited an extra year, and I gotta say, Dale didn't know I was going to talk about this part. But it made me so happy to see this with Dale on opening night. Yes, I was happy. My family was there. We had three generations of Snedekers. My mom saw the OG. (laughs) And then the first movie I saw at at the theaters was H2O. And then all of us were there, the, the three generations, to see this one. But it made it extra special that Dale was there. We almost never get to see these movies on opening night together. We don't live super close. But I said, no, I'm going to go. When I first see it, whether or not Dale's already seen it, I want to see it the first time with Dale there. And there he was, a lonely man at the bar. Sitting there. With his Halloween shirt on. Or was drinking it? Drinking up here. Was it Friday? I don't remember what shirt. Oh, no, it was Halloween, baby. Thought, okay. it, was, it was Halloween. I was getting some compliments in the lobby. That was real nice, real nice. But yeah, the, the Snedekers roll deep. I turn around right when the edible's kicking in, and I'm surrounded by like six goddamn people. Like, oh, Jesus oh, shit. So you, you didn't... Ooh. Well, then, in the honor of that, I'm cracking that open. Crack it open here. So you didn't see it. You didn't see it unsullied. No, no. I waited the extra day. If I could wait an extra year, what's, a, what's another day? And in that day, in that 24-hour span, I got to hear the whispers. Rotten Tomatoes. I got to hear the whispers. What's with that ending? I got to hear all the whispers. And I said, oh, I'm so excited to see this movie. And then we went in and we saw the damn thing. We were sitting uh, front back sort of thing. We were front back. We were the old front back. Yep. Back of the front. (laughs) So not like the first row, but like the the sixth row deep on that uh, bottom level there. So how do you want to do this, pal? How do you (laughs) want? (laughs) <laughs> How do you want to go get... about this? We could go chronologically. We could we could do it a lot of ways. I just I, I think we should start with a broad overview, and then we can go chronologically through the film. Overall, what people want to know, what I've been asked, and it's flattering when people want to know my opinion because this is my baby. This franchise is my favorite. Um. Did you like it? They don't even say, like, was it good? Should I see it? Did you like it? What did you think of it? Overall, if I only get to say I did not like it or I did like it, then I did like it. If they're only giving you a thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs down. And and do I, like, my thumbs up, thumbs down. Not do I recommend it? Do I think it's as good as Boogie Nights? You know, like, none of that. Just... Jim, did you have fun? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up for me. It's giving it the thumbs up. I enjoyed it. All right. I'm going to let my opinion over the course of this show. Oh, you're such a tease. (laughs) You're so bad. I wanted to to let people take a breath after that ending. They got a little bit of a... We got half of it out of the way, so we know where half of us stand on this. Because we were playing Overwatch last night. And I don't know, you might have been letting the goddamn dog out. Uh, and people were like, oh, did you guys see the movie? What'd you think? What'd you think? And I just wouldn't say anything. They're like, oh, that bad, huh? What you? And I was like, I'm not saying a damn word until this episode. So uh, let's get right into it. Because I've been holding in a lot because I read this, the script. 
So I kind of knew a, a lot going into it. And I was curious what they would do, the changes that they would make. Because I'm reading the script and I say, there's no way. <laughs> We, we get a flashback in this fucking movie. Not not to this extent. Because in Halloween 2018, we get... Karen has these minor little flashback visions of when she was a kid playing with the gun. And then she shoots Michael in the basement. Like, that was the extent yes. of any flashbacks in that one. And this one, I'm page after page. I'm like, we're just living in 1978. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see that in the final film. Hmm. Because we, cause we knew... David Gordon Green kind of wanted to do this in the first movie. Yes. And budget-wise and just decision-wise, producers were like, I don't know about that one, pal. Thank God, budget-wise. Whatever it was, yeah. thank God. Cause, be, because, forget about this one for a second, because 2018 nailed it. So, like, maybe just adding that wrinkle unnails it for me. So, yeah, thank I, God. And I kind of like them having to do it here because uh, they had to kind of explain some things. So the movie yeah. opens mm, Interesting. Up. We'll get to that, we, I guess. Yeah, we will. Had to, had to do it. Mm. Had to do it. The movie opens up a direct continuation of Halloween 2018, just like Halloween 2 continued on from Halloween uh, in 1979 there, which is, so that was great. Love that. We pick up with Cameron. Mm -hmm. Forgot he was around. And he's, you know, he fucked up with that, girl and he finds he's calling oscar on the phone oh man we see where oscar's at so so direct continuation but it doesn't pick up chronologically exactly at the end you know we pick up sort of yeah like a while before 15 i don't know yeah something before for sure which i like because now we're just playing with alternate angles right on things and honestly I'm a big fan of that. I, I don't know if there's a, a name for this trope or anything, but even when we get to the 1978 stuff, like when they find the dog, and I'm like, I know about that dog. Mm -hmm. I remember when the other guys found that dog. And now we're in you know present time. What's going on with your dog, huh? He's like, and he's like, I remember when his friend died. Now he's finding out his friend died. I remember that. It's just, it's just a different angle from all these things. And I don't know. There's just something neat about that. You have that insider information, but he can't get a hold of Oscar because, you know, his face is through a fucking fence post. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mikey got him. But he finds the body of Frank Hawkins. And I talk about this in the first 10 pages, my YouTube series on Halloween Kills. Check it out after this. Um, Cameron was a shithead in 2018. Definitely. He's cheating and he throws her phone in the jello mold or whatever that cheese know, nacho cheese, cheese. Dip, yeah fucking christ um so hard so kind of a heel hard to turn that around but not impossible they do a, a decent job a decent start of it anyway right here when he shows genuine concern over this guy and he's you know climbing the fence to get to him he's like i'm coming man i'm coming and i'm just like well that's a nice guy like if you didn't know anything about him before that you'd think well that's a nice guy move he's doing right there Go help out that man. Here's what I why I like that, and I think this is where you're going. Maybe not not in these words, but oftentimes in these slasher movies that are pseudo grounded in reality, at times we get people that are so beyond reality in a provided situation. Sure, Cameron was a dickhead. He oh, he fucked up, made out with that chick. He threw the phone in the cheese. 
but you get the impression he's not some sort of serial killer. He's not a sadist. He sees a cop bleeding out. He's going to climb the fence and go help. He's not going to be like, not my problem. You yeah. know what I mean? We've seen that yeah. in slasher movies. And then you immediately just want him to die. But they're like, no, no, no. This is real life. He would go help. And honestly, if he didn't just throw the phone in the cheese, he'd be a lot better off. Because when he, like that girl at the school dance, like she was smoking. Like Allison yeah, would have right. come to terms with that. Like, I mean, she was hot. He needed to he throw the it. phone in the cheese. And I'll get to why that bothers me in this movie so much. But mm-hmm. he needed to throw the phone in the cheese to get her isolated yeah yeah, something had to happen i didn't mean him but something had to happen to her communication yeah Yeah, of course like in all these movies when like oh there's no cell reception out here in the woods okay we solved that plot puzzle done moving on no towers okay great uh in this case it was a phone cheese so he sees hawkins bleeding out hawkins but hawkins who took that fucking uh knife pen into in the throat in the first movie, he's alive and he's bleeding bad, and Cameron's trying to keep him. Put some pressure on it. Put some pressure on it, and they do. They keep him alive. Hawkins is going to survive at least uh, this part of everything. Correct. And, and that wasn't that was just a nice little thing. It was a nice that. thing. Nice it was something so they kept it hidden pretty well, other than me seeing some footage, Ooh. some still. I saw still. Sh- so now I can talk. I can reveal it. Yeah, do it. On Instagram, I follow all these Halloween Instagram pages, fan pages and stuff. There's a shot on the set with Lori in the hospital bed looking at Hawkins in the hospital bed. I was like, oh, motherfucker's alive? Excuse me? What? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because he gets stabbed in the neck. He looks certainly dead. I got to go back and rewatch 2018, or at least this part, because I'm pretty sure we even see eyes open and like a... His face gets pale. Yeah. Rigamortis sets in. That's why I think timeline-wise, they're playing around all, already because we see how fast people bleed out from the neck in this movie time and time and time again. It seems to be a popular spot to get hit. And, I mean, Cameron had to just miss this happening, you know, because, like, he still has blood in his body. So that means Oscar's, like, right down the street. That's what I'm and- saying. Like, he yeah. just missed all this. He can hear Oscar's phone ringing in the distance there in his pocket. Wait a minute. Oscar. It smells like Oscar. And we will get more of Cameron and more of Frank Hawkins later on in this film. Because right after this little sequence, you know, you get settled into your, your seat at the theater. You get Cameron and Hawkins. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Boom. 1978. And I got goosebumps when it happened. I knew it was coming. But hearing that music, so they they bring it all back. Mm-hmm. They try they try to get that 1978 film look. They Which simplify, they do. They simplify the music to how it was back then, instead yes. of all this, you know, synthy riffs that he loves so much these days. Which is great. But he said, "No, we're going classic because it's 1978," and that hit me in such a way. And seeing that white mask, that pure white old school mask. That was awesome. And you know what they did? You know what they had the courtesy to do for us? Because this is Halloween 2. You know, this is their version of Halloween 2. What is the courtesy? He's running around in the alley. Just like in Halloween 2. I said, oh, yeah. we're getting some alley shenanigans. Oh, it's, it's, it's the little things. Except 
it made me mad. You know why? Oh, no. You know why? Uh-oh. First crack at it, making a mask to look like his original mask, they nail it. Okay? <laughs> what was the problem in the 11 other movies or 10 other movies? Yeah. It was it, Apparently, it's not that hard. They needed an extra pandemic year to master a mask. That's what <sighs> the other movies were missing. They had deadlines. I mean, would it kill him to put a fucking... Like, how did... How is it so easy for these people to make uh, a perfect aged looking mask? And then it's like, okay, but now they got to do the OG mask. How's that going to look? Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. They nailed the filmic look of back then too well because I, uh, my son is 12. He's never seen the original. He's only seen 2018. He legit thought those were scenes from the old movie. Just the yeah, old clips, huh? Yeah. He thought they were old clips. Then they succeeded. In a way, yeah. They, oh, oh! Well, no, in, in a way, way. Like, they succeeded in making him think this is what happened that night, but he didn't know this was new stuff they did just for this movie. Which gotcha. I guess it doesn't matter, really, right? But it's like, he was like, oh, I thought that, that shit looked old like it was real. I'm like, yeah, they did a good job with the what look. A ri- what a risky move right yeah yeah we're gonna do flashbacks to 1978 uh, some things that happened after some things that happened during the movie that you all love so much yes you you oh, you run that risk of changing how people see that movie you know ruining childhoods all that kind of shit like man they were they were playing with some fire right there but it it was great and it answered questions because we all theorized, like, where are the police and what are they doing? Well, here, this is what they were doing. It was a manhunt. They're hunting him. And, that, and we get little Lonnie here. We kind of see it through, through Lonnie's eyes, which uh, Jim called what feels like eight years ago with the trailer. And he said, I think that's fucking Lonnie right there. And it was. <laughs> it was. And, and a different Lonnie from, because there's always a bigger fish. So while he likes to bully Tommy Doyle, there's some bigger kids giving Lonnie the fucking business, putting him in headlocks and taking his l- lunch money and saying, if you touch Brandon's candy again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And that was the girl. There, yeah. Like, <laughs> the exact line was, that'll teach you to fuck with the Mulaney's. And all I could think, and I laughed and we were supposed to laugh. Yeah. I laughed. I turned and looked at you and laughed. And when I saw it the next morning, I saw it again. When I saw it the next morning with some of our other friends. All I, I couldn't help it. I had to go, oh, Doyle rules. Like, that's that's all it reminded me yeah. of. Same uh, Irish just, name, you know? And now when I hear Lonnie, I just go, Lonnie, Lonnie's a little bitch. Because they, mm-hmm. they were just, just really roughing him up. Okay, you, and you feel bad for him. And you're supposed to. Because after all, he is a little kid. And he's about to have a one-on-one encounter with the shape. But before that, you know, he's getting bullied by these kids. The police roll up like, hey little shits what are you doing out here go home and they're like we don't want to and the cops are like did you see anybody with a white mask and that's like, halloween well, everyone's wearing a mask he's <laughs> like okay fine did you see him though like and like why and, he, and the cop says because he just killed three teenagers down the street bye, bye. <laughs> i loved it because so many times in those movies the only way seeing the killer works is if you don't know it's the killer Otherwise, you run away screaming, right? So, mm-hmm. so we need Lonnie to run away screaming. We need Lonnie to know it's Michael Myers 
You know, we need him to know yeah. that's the guy they're looking for when he runs into him. So they they worked it in there. It was was a good idea if that's what you want to do with it. And um, Lonnie was going to need some trauma for the current timeline. Right. Whereas if there. if he just bumps into him like a bush scene, like, oh, who's this guy in the bush? Fuck him. Walks mm. past him. <laughs> then it's not traumatic. Jim, it's funny you say that because in the script, there is a bush scene mm. with Lonnie. I did not and know this. There's dozens of differences in the script and the movie, uh, this being one of the first changes. And I, I, I wish they kept it. They, they do an okay job here. They get him scared. They isolate him. And then he's going to have his little encounter. But I, I just, I, I would have liked the, the Bush thing. Because we were going to get Michael Myers murdering everybody. We could, we could uh, ease into it. Be a little slow, a little, a little spooky. And honestly, and I think there's a lot of this. I think they filmed it. Because even in the script... After this little bush thing with Lonnie, like the next line is, you know, Ronnie bolts down the sidewalk, boom, 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 and he falls. That's in the movie. The bush part right before it, we don't get to see that. Mm -hmm. Was it filmed? I think it was. Hopefully we get to see it because uh, I think that could be cool. And I just want more 1978. I want a whole goddamn movie. 1978 again. Just give me different angles. Give that could have been the, the dog vision, the dog's point of view. I don't care. I think this movie, this is the, well. This will be the first time I bring it up. Mm. I thought they did a good job with the flashback scenes. They looked good. They accomplished what they wanted to accomplish with setting things up. But I could see how it could confuse some people. Not just my son; it confused some other people as to like what's actually happening. I guess. And I thought there was too much of it. I thought this movie could have been better served with either splitting that into two flashbacks, the Lonnie and the Hawkins thing, or just shorten the Hawkins part of it. I could see that because it is like, and I, I, I kept sneaking this into the podcast over the last several months, how I would say things like, we don't even see the firefighter scene for like 20, 30 minutes into the fucking mm -hmm. movie. When you think that was probably the opening scene. Right. It's kind of the opening scene in like the current timeline, but uh, not really. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a hell of a thing. So I could see them splitting that and I can see that being problematic pacing wise, but I'm selfish. And I just honestly, I, I was a little upset when we did cut back and I was like, I know she's in the back of the pickup truck. Burn it down. Here come the fire. I don't care. <laughs> I, I want to see the night he came home because we get to see some angles. Uh, that just we've always wanted to know what it looks like because we always knew Michael Myers does get arrested. He gets put in Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Handcuffs were placed upon him. He was processed. Yes. What's that? What's that look like? It's interesting you, know? you bring it up too because that's going to tie into when we when we get to ends at some point where that could go. Um, it's not to say that I don't think it should have started with a flashback. I think there's a tighter, better way to do it. Is all. Yeah, and I would have I would have trimmed the Hawkins part because holy shit, that goes on forever. And there there are some cool shots, and I think that's why it's a little masturbatory by uh, David Gordon Green because a lot of those shots are like long one takes. They're walking down the alley in like a single take doing their dialogue, right? And it's he like, yeah, he, he wanted to do that. 
And I think his story in this movie would have been better served by trimming it and keeping the house part in there. You know, keep keep the house part because that is your main go-to. That is your main plot point throughout the entire movie is that house and that window. And what the fuck does he want to do in that window? Maybe the motivation behind everything is what he was trying to do in the window. Now, here's what I here's here's another way I see it, and I think it would have been tighter. You you miss some of the Cameron parts, but I think it could have worked cinematically. Is we start Halloween 1978. We see the Hawkins stuff. The cops are sort of grouping up. Where'd he go? He went this way. They they follow him into the Myers house. We get most of that stuff. Maybe not the weird, like nothing ever happened. Like you're looking for a murderer. And he's like, Yep. I heard him upstairs, but I'm gonna look into this window. But maybe that window's magical. And these he's lulled forget about that so that happens and then then maybe right as he shoots and you see him hit his partner or something uh they the other cops are yelling hawkins is that hawkins and then he wakes up as as cameron's saying hawkins hawkins like trying to wake him up because he sees his tag and then we just it just snaps him out of it see that's what we would call a good producer now your boy gonna be a producer like okay we can have our cake and eat it too i guess yeah because a lot of the on the street shit with all the cops that's way too long than it needs to be i mean i still enjoyed it because 1978 um but yeah super long does he because i keep getting the script in the movie confused here when we go to 1978 it's young hawkins does he shoot at michael yes he sees my okay he does shoot at michael several times that is in mm -hmm. it's a running theme is the one shot he lands is into his partner's neck. He misses Michael Myers like 18 other times between 78 and 2018. Yeah, and yeah, and I like that. It's, it's simple setup payoff. Yeah. It's like, man, this guy's nervous and can't hit a shot to save his life. Right. And like, he'll, oh, he's shooting again. Yeah, sure. He still can't. And he shot his partner. He shot his partner uh, because he was like a foot off of where he was aiming, you know? Yeah. In, in the script, he shoots twice. Like, he shoots, uh, almost hits Michael. And then the second shot gets old boy in the neck. And this one, he's a one shot uh, necker. Since we're right here already, neck. since we're here yeah. already, can I? I think it it doesn't need to happen that way. I think it's a bit too much. Like Hawkins has plenty of motivation and plenty to wrestle with. And then they pile it on with like, and remember when you killed your partner and then you didn't kill Michael Myers. It's like, I, in their explanation for why he didn't and all that, it, it jives with me. I get it. Like, look, too much had happened. I wasn't just going to let an execution happen in the grass. I get it. I get it. But I'm like, it's just like an extra thing to pile on there. I, I understand that point of view. I don't mind it. They... Because they hit us in, in 2018 with, I was there. Yeah. I was there the night it happened when we when we got him. So if they were going to do flashback shit, they were like, well, we got to, he was there. So uh, we, we got to do something here. And they kind of took the Lifetime movie way with it where it's like, oh, no, the tragic ending of he shot his partner. Oh, no. How is he going to live with the, the guilt? Um, and it, it's fine. Serves its purpose. In a way, though. And I don't mind this, although I wish they went about it differently, like you're suggesting. This movie, this whole fucking story, this new trilogy, it's almost more about Frank Hawkins than it is Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode is just it? like incidental. 
And I love I love that actor. Yeah, he's really grown on me. I, I mean, I like and he works great in this this story that he's a great grizzled cop. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a blow this motherfucker's brains out. Like God, I love that line. That's one of my favorite lines in all of because the doctor's like, "Oh no, he's dead," and he's like, "I'm still gonna blow this motherfucker's brains out." That's straight. And so, like, yeah. I think what I mean with my criticism is 2018 did such a great job making you believe Hawkins. Hawkins feels guilt and pain, and it's like when you said need this flashback. I, I I feel like we needed the Lonnie flashback because we don't. There's no other reason for him to be traumatized by Michael. That helps. I don't know that we need this entire sequence. We could have done with like a. Oh, there he is! We found him. We're cornering him. Loomis goes to blow his brains out, and Hawkins stops him. And again, we already know that happened. He he described it a couple of times in 2018. You know, like he talked about it vaguely and then he talked about it specifically. Like I stopped him from executing him in, in the, when we captured him and like, mm-hmm. geez, that's a big enough burden to carry around for the rest of your life. Yeah. If anything, cause like here he has a good reason to want to blow his brains out and I guess pusses out it, like, if anything, it should have been the opposite. Like he stops Loomis from blowing like whoa they're crazy doctor we can't be doing all of that and then come to find out you know a hundred years later like yeah i should have let that fucking doctor do that whoops well i mean that's My what bad. he did do loomis was the one that was about to shoot him and he grabs loomis's gun and pulls it up into the air no and yeah loomis- i just well without because he has reason to like want loomis to do that like yeah fucking do it yeah but the, yeah so the, the, some wires are kind of crossed there let's just talk about that then how about uh dr samuel Loomis making his return to the franchise in uh, some uh, iconic work here. Very controversial here. It is controversial, but not for the reason. Well, one of the reasons we agree on for sure. One of the other reasons we specifically, it was hard. You and I, it was hard for us not to talk about it right after we had seen it. We did a little bit, but you and I both know we're pros and we're going to do this today, right? So we didn't get too deep into it. I thought he looked fine. I thought he looked pretty good, actually. The voice, though, it's the same guy. I looked it up. It's the same guy from 2018. It was like, it needs, it needs to die. It's that guy? The guy like, that's so bad doing the voice that they had to like modulate yeah, it. Yeah, let's make the tape. Because that was dying. Yep, exactly. Um, it was that I, same guy. Yeah, I agree. Not only do I not like the voice, th- we don't get... You can make an argument that while t- the, the original Halloween 2 doesn't happen the way we've seen it, that these filmmakers want certain things to have played out the same way. Um, and one of those things is Loomis is in a frenzy now. He is frantic. He's, he's lost his marbles like he does in Halloween 2. I shot him six times! I shot, I shot him in the heart! I shot him six times, and I didn't care for the melodrama of his dialogue in this one, because I went back to part one Loomis, who was very sure that Michael was evil. It's not that he didn't care. It wasn't like he was without passion, but he was measured, and he was nuanced, 
in his like dialogue and responses and this was just straight did he kill again did the monster kill again did the evil take another soul did he kill again baby (laughs) yeah i mean it's like cutting a promo and that that's halloween too loomis Two things, though. Go. Yeah, well, less. Give it to me. One, I, I think he looked great. I agree with you, and it sounds like dog shit, so you've, you've covered that. But as far as his look, I think it's the best fake CGI you know, performance uh, work of you know, somebody that's not there ever. Like We've, we've had Leia in the Star Wars, mm. some other Star Wars ones. This one looked the absolute best. It helped that it was dark in the room and everything. But I thought that looked fucking phenomenal. If only the voice matched it, I'd be uh, covered. Oh, my God. Now, my question, why? So Hawkins is at the top of the staircase. He just shot his partner. He's like, oh, fuck me. Uh, Loomis, you know, barges in. He's looking up there like, did he kill a guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, did you just run past Michael Myers? <laughs> right, he's in the front yard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? That shit didn't make any fucking sense. Thank you. And I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand why that they would do that. What you really wanted to know if he killed again? Take a guess, doctor. He probably fucking did. I mean, he didn't, but he, he probably fucking did. Here's why they and wrote the line in there. My opinion. Okay. okay. It gives Hawkins the first chance to not tell the truth about what just happened. Mm. You know? Did he kill again? Uh, did he kill again? Um, I mean, there's a dead guy up here. I mean, he wanted to kill again. True. It gives him the first chance to not admit that he killed him. But Is like you point? said, Michael Myers must have just, oh, excuse me, doc, just walked past. Hang on, Mike. I have to see if you killed again. And it's like, it's like the doctor was like, I'm going to blow this motherfucker's brains out. Unless he didn't kill again. Did he kill again? If he did, I'll kill him. That's too many it- people. He's innocent this time? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> what was the bullshit story we get later with another flashback? Mm. The cop's like, well, yeah, give me your gun. Another flashback. Give me your gun. We'll say that uh, Michael did it. Is that what they said? I forgot. Another flashback we get. We get more of Loomis's face in the same angle down there. For uh, like, I don't know why. But yes, the second flashback we have to this when we see Hawkins in the hospital is... The the other cop, the the senior officer that was in the beginning part when they were all deciding where to go, he says, look, accidents happen. What I think happened, maybe Michael's choking him. He goes for his own gun. The gun goes off. Give me your gun. Give me your gun. Don't, nope, don't show anybody. Just give it to me. And right away, that's like, okay, we're, we're adding some scandal, some cover up. Yeah. That is the second flashback, but since we're on the second flashback, real quickly with this this whole sure. part of it. I, I don't know why that's even required. I'm not trying to make this hyper realistic. I understand it's a movie. I don't nitpick a lot of stuff in a lot of movies, but I don't feel like I'm nitpicking here. Hawkins can still feel this tremendous guilt and it's still completely plausible that like he's not going to go to jail for murder. Yeah, he was, there was a struggle. I pulled my gun. I didn't have a good shot and I I hit him. I hit my partner. It's not like if if you shot him, 
Michael goes free and we're going to give you the chair. It just seems yeah. like a they want to add another twist on what happened on that night. Just yeah. DWG, just go back and make a uh, whole other one, DWG. DWG. All right. I here's a wrinkle, speaking of unnecessary wrinkles, what do you think of this? Just because like everything that we're talking about it's fine, it's enjoyable, but like ah, it could be better. Um what if the partner, Lowry, Mike Lowry, that's getting strangled by uh, M- Michael Myers? What if he's like, shoot, shoot him, shoot, shoot. And he's like, I don't want to. But he's like, fucking shoot. Like, would you think that could have helped? Because at this point, Hawkins has got to know he's a fucking shit shot. I don't think like, it you does should, help. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be shooting your gun unless you fucking are told to do so. I don't think it does help. Okay. I think the way they did it helps more. Because it establishes, it takes some innocence away from Hawkins, where it's like, well, I wouldn't have done that, made that bad decision, but he asked me to, and I'm a rookie. I think it needs to be on Hawkins that he was too scared to get close to Michael. Look at these fucking notes. That's why Jim Snedeker Jr. I mean, in in an actual scenario like that, this is just a man with a rope choking my partner. You don't shoot from 10 feet away. You get in there, you you break it up, you tackle him, you Yeah. You, you don't shoot from there. He's too fucking scared to approach. So I think it needs to be that way because I think if Hawkins knew he told me to take this bad shot, it would it would have eased him somewhat. Gotcha. And he needs to if you're going to put this in there, he needs to be a fuck up. And that hence why he's a burnout, all the stuff we hear in in 2018. Hey, burnout. And that you know, we talked about them going back in time here, it's going to change how we look at some of the other movies or some of the other scenes. And it changes one scene in 2018 for me when Lori's running after Michael. She sees him in the window and she shoots up at the window and it, he's in the mirror and Hawkins is out there and they cross paths like around the house and they're both, they both have their guns drawn. Watching that scene now, I'm like, Lori, you just fucking got away you with You barely this. lived. Hawkins <laughs> will fucking shoot the shit out of you. You barely lived. But I like now, it. It adds on to that he's not a good shot because he misses Michael in that encounter. Does he get the, the killing shot on Michael in ends? So, you know, we'll get, to, we'll get to that later. Is he going to have a redemption shot? We'll discuss that at, at a later time because right now we're still on this fucking opening flashback and I just want to talk about one more thing before we move on. It's a long opening flashback in our defense. And it's so good. And honestly, I think it's an iconic shot. I mean, the voice is what it is with Loomis. But when he does remember, oh, yeah, Michael's on the porch. Let me, uh, oh, doot, doot, doot. Uh, and he goes back out there and Michael on the same spot where he was frozen as a six-year-old boy when his parents came home, adult. Murderer Michael Myers is locked in that same spot, surrounded by police, their guns drawn, Loomis behind him at this haunted Myers house. Fucking looks phenomenal. He, oh, yeah. And that's that's a, the little snippet we get in some of the photos that were leaked. And, and it I, was in the trailer. In the trailer, was, yeah. That tra- like, so... Uh, a month or two ago, I said, Jim, did you, are you, did you watch this fucking latest trailer? I'm not watching it. And you're like, of course I watched it. Right. And then I, I kind of, and then I kind of watched it during the episode and I, they had that shot in there. It was real quick, but I mean, people know how to pause a YouTube video. 
I can't believe they showed that little money shot in there. Here's your 1978 Michael Myers on the lawn with Loomis behind him, police surrounding him. You're going to put that in the fucking trailer. Good How on this them. movie made $50 million so far? 50.5 opening weekend, but who's counting? Ooh, Biggest like opening weekend in COVID with a uh, rated R movie. Biggest opening weekend for a movie that opened on streaming and theaters. This, a, this, this franchise ain't going nowhere. They, they're ready mic. for kills or ends. They're not going to pull the pull the plug on this. Uh, I think that's okay to show that because uh, DWG warned us we're going to have some flashback shots. I think they expect us to see Loomis and the cop and, and Michael in a flashback. They don't give us any storyline context or give any of that away. So I think that's fine. Just a little shot of zooming out. It looks cool. It, the look of it's great. They nail it's it. It's the same shot. It's the same crane shot. If, if you watch the first 10 pages of Halloween 1978, in the script, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill have, you know, we crane up as a little boy stands on the lawn, blah, blah, blah. So they match the same crane shot from the that original. And I said, I see you, D-double-G. I see you. <laughs> I think the opening... Uh, we'll we'll move on here. Yeah. This is taking. Of <laughs> course, amazing. of course, this was going to happen. But um, I think the opening flashback being as long as it is with the Lonnie stuff in it, I would be fine with if we didn't go back again. You know, and and show Late. us some yeah. of the same ish stuff again. Okay, just keep me there. The one time is fine, or That's- tighten this one up and then show me the the other. Maybe some stuff we didn't already see in the next one. Um, I don't. I don't need to see. I do. It's too much of. Um, Loomis is gonna blow his brains out on the lawn. Hawkins says no. Grabs the gun. I already had that in my mind in a million different ways from 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he did, the way he says it. You wa- look in his eyes and you picture it happening. Like, we're getting to the point... I don't need it to see that part, that little snippet. Like, we're going to get a flashback of Michael Myers posing one of these fucking bodies. You know how he's always moving the bodies around, and it'll fall out of the closet, and they'll be scared, and I'll laugh. Uh, Like, we're we're getting to the point where we're going to see him doing some of that shit. And that that had me thinking as well. I hope we don't. With this movie. No, I I hope not. Um, He's... He's he's crazy. Yes. This movie succeeds. There's some spots where it, I don't I don't It's clearly just a jump it's you need to get us to ends, right? You got to get us to ends. But this movie uh for the uninitiated or the movie snob critics or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything. They're going in these different directions. I don't know what there's not a lot happening with the characters. Yeah. Michael Myers is a fucking character though. And we always assumed he's putting these bodies stuffing them across the street to lure Lori over there and spook her. Turns out this motherfucker just likes to pose bodies after he kills them. Which is even creepier. Cause like there's a picture of this couple, like they're on vacation, so they're taking a little fun pose. And then he kills them, and he puts them in that same pose. But he reverses their roles. And I was like, "That's that one." That was the moment I was like, "Oh, 
he's crazy. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Like, there was, there was some intent there. Uh, and we don't get a lot of that from Michael Myers at all. Like, And he put on the record that's playing. It's like about these two, like a two, something about souls and the something or other. That wasn't the 45 that Big John left on the record player. That's an entirely different record. And he puts it on. So when Halloween ends, we're going to get a flashback of him going through the vinyls. Puts it, (laughs) another flashback. (laughs) He puts it on for himself. This is what we, what we didn't know this is what yeah. changes it changes the first movie to me in a in an interesting way and it's a new timeline so it's okay if it changes the first movie without changing the first movie you know what i mean yes that's doesn't true. actually change what we saw but it does change what we thought his intent was and what Lori thought his intent was and what loomis thought his intent was and i love that it's the it's the main consistency between yeah. 2018 and this that they flipped the whole thing on its head and said, what if he just got a kill? Got a pose. What if he just really likes violence, which we'll see again. But like that was his uh, goodbye horses moment where it's like he's putting a record on. He's posing some bodies. Like, yeah. We don't see it, but obviously and then that's it, what he fucking did. And now he can finally get to his jerk off window in peace. And these fucking more people come in here. I got my jerk off record on. I'm in my jerk yeah. off window. Now somebody else got to die. But we'll now, to now Michael, Judith's older now. You got to switch bedrooms. She needs the bigger bedroom. But what about my jerk off window? It's my special. God damn window. it, Michael! Forget about your jerk off window. Okay. Mm. We'll see. We'll get to that window. So this is the point in the movie. Jesus Christ, look at that timeline right now. Um, This is the point in the movie, the first point, and I always talk about this, when a movie starts to lose me. I give every movie the benefit of the Uh doubt. Everyone has a clean slate with me. It's up to you to lose me. And when we go to present day, and we get Tommy Doyle celebrating the 40th anniversary of Michael's arrest. You're right. And they're at the bar with Marion Chambers, Lindsay Wallace, and Cameron's father, Lonnie. Wait, are you... starts to lose me. Is that right? They don't go to the fire first? We go to the... um, I mean, according to... I'm I'm on uh, Wikipedia, which is grossly inaccurate. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We could talk about... Let's go fire. No, I mean, does the fire happen first? Because... Because I remember seeing those pumpkins exploding into fire and melting and thinking this is a perfect transition to he's in the fiery house. I mean, uh, but did they not do that? I don't I don't recall. What a waste. Another producer's note that I could have nailed. Those pumpkins are burning. They're burning. They're melting. They're melting. And then the fire inside the house is burning, smoldering, and the fire department comes in. Uh, Very quick aside, I do like the cut to the titles here when Michael Myers is on the lawn and then they cut down the Halloween kills. I thought that was pretty good. The title music Uh, is amazing. One thing the critics fucked up on all these critics fucked up because they're all like mostly negative reviews. Okay. They're mostly negative and I get it. I get why I understand. Not one of them was like an amazing score by John Carpenter in his merry men. Uh, But it fall blah, 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 blah. Nobody mentions how fucking good 
this music is. They don't yeah. mention that this music is spectacular and that the opening credit music where they add the chorus, the choir voices, yes. they don't mention any of that in any of these negative reviews as a positive. Like, But on the plus side, the score was outstanding. Which yeah, means this, you're fucking out to lunch. You're at the third is, lunch with that shit. <laughs> you're out to lunch. Third lunch. For sure, though. Like This is the best soundtrack maybe of uh, of any of them. Yes, could uh, be. I've got I've got my Spotify up. Here are the ones that I saved. Logos Kill, which is the very first song. Halloween Kills, the title credit music that you're talking about. Standoff, He Appears, From the Fire, It Needs to Die. Those are my favorite songs on this soundtrack, and they're all very good. Some of them are, you know, new riffs. Some of them are sort of takes on older classic, uh, you know, tracks from 1978 and stuff. Fucking great. Yeah, that's... The Strode that's one? What is it called? The Strode Radar. Women or the Strode Family? The, meet, meet the Strodes. Is yeah. It something like that. That one is awesome. That one is the whole. I I was thinking that in the car today, listening to the soundtrack, preparing for this. I was thinking, is this even better than 2018? I I do because while while Fuck. 2018 has uh you know the the shape hunts Allison or whatever and yep. a couple other good ones, this one uh, is pretty much top to bottom uh, the hotness. And he gets to revisit the original theme. I think the music. This is the best okay. music. That there's ever been. Because in, in the original movie, we only get like a couple of themes. You know, he just sort of did a couple of things that he had time to do, reused them in a bunch of spots. Yep. And this one gets those plus more, plus more, plus more. And the <laughs> things we liked about 2018 are in here. Like yeah. when he's whacking these firemen. Yeah, I, I feel there's some of that. Uh, the brr, that shit yeah. happens when he's People killing the firemen. Move, move over, Hans Zimmer. We've got a new bomb. John Carpenter bomb. I'll tell you about the bomb, son. Now, Jim, you are correct. Wikipedia is wrong because at the bar, Tommy's giving his speech, and yeah, this town, you know, we're we're brave, and cheers to everybody, and we're thinking of you, Lori. And then, and then they cut, you know, Lori, wherever the fuck you are, and then we cut to Lori, and she's in the fucking uh back of the pickup. Mm -hmm. Let it, let it burn, let it burn. Now we've got firefighters at the strode compound so i was wrong very controversial we didn't get we didn't get fiery pumpkins right into fiery house which is how i think it should have been okay oh yeah yeah yeah. you're right that would so they are right wrong (laughs) i'm wrong uh my so we're at the bar scene we don't have to go too deep into it i guess but yeah please don't um it's a bit it's a bit too much there's too much talking and it's it starts the first point of confusion with some of the other adults that I know have seen 2018 multiple times, have seen the original. They're just not nuts like we are. And they're like, wait a minute, which one's the bully? Which one's Tommy? Lonnie. So Lonnie, so Tommy's the one in the beginning getting bullied? No, no, no. That's Lonnie getting bullied. And I think the confusion is because like those characters almost act backwards. Like, cause Tommy Doyle's played by you know, yeah, he's the alpha. Anthony Hall. Yeah, and he's this big hulking dude. Like, I'll fucking beat anybody to death. Meanwhile, yeah. Lonnie's like, I'm just kind of a smaller, weaselly, almost funny guy. I and, th- and that was more of a, a Tommy personality trait than what we've got here. I just didn't like it. The motherfucker grabs the spotlight and says, Marion Chambers, come on down. It's 
I don't like Lindsay it. Wallace. I, I was like, this is cringy right here. I understand. I think they sort of outthought themselves on too many levels. I think they like, oh, we'll flip it around. Now, the bullied is the alpha in charge, and the bully is the, the submissive one. And we find out he never actually went into the, he never even went into the Myers house. And like, you're, over comp- you're overthinking this. And con- literally confusing adults that are not stupid, that are watching the same movie I'm watching. Right. And they're like, and what confused one of our friends, John, is, is when Lonnie's on the ground, balled up, he says, oh, Tommy Doyle. And he's like, wait, is that Tommy Doyle? He's fucking, what's he, who's he, why is he talking about Tommy Doyle? And I'm like, okay, so Lonnie used to bully Tommy Doyle. And now he is trying to repent for his sins before the boogeyman kills him. Just show Lonnie with his bully crew in the flashback. And they abandon him, and he hits Michael in the bush, and Michael chases him, and you know, yeah. it, you lose the you lose the perspective of Lonnie's the bully back then, when you only show him getting bullied. Very true. And now you cut to he's he's not a bully now. He's not the alpha now. So I had to like clear it up. Like no no that guy no no that one with the shaved head. That's the little kid you didn't even see in this one yet, who was. A, a bigger character than these other ones who got bullied by that you know that that guy with the longer hair yes he was the bully in the beginning and i'm like i shouldn't have to do that you know i agree it, so i don't like that scene this scene is is the start of my biggest problems with this movie because i will suspend my disbelief but we wrote an entire scene around Allison's phone getting dumped into cheese because even crazy grandma in the woods has a cell phone and if crazy grandma in the woods is a survivor and Tommy's a survivor and Lindsay's a survivor and Tommy says maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but one day the boogeyman's gonna get me he's gonna get you Uh, if, if that's all true don't you think they have each other's phone numbers probably and oh, he yeah. has his phone on him. Everyone in the bar does because we get the scene where all everyone's phones are going off like, oh, Michael Myers, Michael Myers. But for an hour or so before this, we know Lori was hunting Michael in the streets of Haddonfield. She was trying to kill him. She was with Hawkins. The, the cavalry comes in, swoops in, tells everyone to get inside. We got to find Allison. And Tommy's just in this bar, and he doesn't have one fucking text message or anything from Lori. I could now see. I Lori was so isolated in 2018. I could easily be convinced that she's, you know, cut off from all those people. I've oh. got my fucking barbed wire fences. Fuck off. I've got my family. That's all I need. Okay. I've already thought this through. Ooh. Let's say that's also true. Tommy Doyle isn't tuned in he doesn't have a fucking police scanner he doesn't like the cops are everywhere at this point looking for michael they needed to firmly establish this scene being earlier in what's happening for me to buy it because at this point he's been he's escaped they know he's not been caught and tommy thinks he's coming back for me and this is firmly established that he hasn't been caught it's been a whole day it's now halloween night Cops are everywhere. 
lock your doors, hide your children, put them upstairs, get yeah. indoors. That's all happened, I guess. Because yeah, if it didn't, the timelines don't jive. Yeah, it, I, def- I definitely agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's you could have done that a different way. Where it, honestly, here's where I thought it was going to go is like, Tommy's out there somewhere looking for him. Tommy knows it's Halloween night. The scenery grabs the bat. I'm thinking that's probably right when they hear all oh, these babies, babysitter just got murdered. They think Michael Myers is out. They never found him yesterday. They think he's here. And he's out looking for him. And to me, that timeline-wise, it just starts so late in and the that night. that would have been, like, I don't like the character of Tommy Doyle in this. No. And I think that, I think our introduction of Tommy Doyle being, I've been looking for him for two hours. What the fuck's going on? Boom, boom, boom. Like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that boy's ready to play. Right. He knows the score. It's Halloween. Fuck that whole bar scene. Yeah, fuck that whole bar scene uh then we go to the strode residence we get the firefighters the controversial poor firefighters getting one of the best scenes in the movie hell yeah they obviously obviously showed some things in the trailer but they saved some of the the money shots for the movie because what a violent little affair that was and they knew the second he walked out they were like oh i guess we're fighting huh (laughs) i love that that was perfect I love how the firefighters going in to be brave and heroic and uh, selfless cost him to escape. If they never went there, he probably dies in a pile of ash. There's no way out. But the firefighters stressing the floor, it's been burning, he falls through, gives him a way out. He opens that fucking shutter door and I just got a huge boner. And uh, we knew shit was going to pop off. But what I loved... For a movie with so much exposition that we don't need, he opens that front door ready to kill, and them firefighters don't look at each other. They're not like, hey, that's fucking Michael Myers right there. That's that. that. He killed his sister in 63, and then in 78, three more kids died. Let's get him. There's none of that. They just clutch their weapons, and they know who the fuck that is. Yeah, and he goes to town. It was perfect. So much more of the movie should have been like that. You don't got to tell me some shit that I that we all know. I know you're referencing the flashback again when the cops pull up to the <laughs> Myers house. They're like, "It's him! It's him! It's Michael Myers!" I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah, <laughs> he killed his sister in '63. <laughs> I played with him once when he was little. All he did was look out his window. That part I don't mind, but. Uh, we could that could be a, a guy now in 2018 saying that yeah you know i played with that kid when he was little all he, he did was look out of that normal. fucking window you know Until he changed rooms and he was in that yeah room with the window his beaten window was maybe the neighbor across <laughs> the street was smoking and he couldn't see her from his window so michael myers is set loose he kills some firefighters halloween continues on here halloween kills and we go to the hospital where uh, Lori's going to have little emergency surgery. Allison's going to do her thing. I love the gut shots. Oh, yeah. Love what it. the hell? That was wild. Uh, very, yeah, this is a very gory movie, all things considered. Um, we're going to see some splats a little bit later on, which I was like, I can't. Was this a trauma movie? <laughs> you bust out the watermelons for this fucking <laughs> film? It was great. Get the cantaloupe. Let's go. Uh, Karen's doing her thing. 
they kind of gloss over a little too much of Ray just dying. Ray's killed. And they're like, yeah, I love dad too. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like shed some tears. Have a, have a meltdown. They do a perfect scene. And the, her act, uh, what's her first name? Andy, Karen. Andy Matichak. Oh yeah. She nails this scene when she's in the car with Lonnie. And he's telling the story and she smiles and laughs in the meat, but like then tears immediately into crying. It's like a mm. such a realistic reaction. It's not just tears. It's not just a laugh. And then a, Oh dad, it's just like a perfect real reaction and they nail it. Um, yeah, they, they sort of, that's kind of what I wanted though. Like we saw that. Yeah. Dad's dead. You don't got to cut to dad getting killed again, which they didn't. Yeah, they didn't do that. They didn't do that, but they did it with a lot of other shit. And it's like, we know who the fuck Marion is. You're you're re, you're shot for shot redoing the thing. You don't got to show us the thing in the bar. Uh, yep. They gloss over dad, but it's a lot. You got to figure. Like I, I was okay with that. And just in that, they've got to be spent. They've got to had all these adrenaline dumps and endorphin dumps and. We oh, got them. They're just in this crazy. St- is grandma going to live? Like, it's a, just yeah. a wash of emotions. I get it. So we're we're at the hospital, and just like Halloween two, Laurie Strode's going to spend this whole fucking movie in the hospital. And With that the, was a big criticism of Halloween two. Yeah, could equally be a criticism of this one because you're like she ain't doing shit. She has some fun little scenes here and there with like uh, Hawkins and stuff, but it's like, come on, do something. So I, I I understand that because instead of that, we we get the Tommy Doyle show, we get the bar, uh, we back at the bar, and Michael's loose, and they're like, oh shit, and then uh, the nurse, yeah, and the doctor from Halloween 2018, who we just see get in the car and drive off. Who knew those guys were going to be back? When I saw them in the script, I popped for it. And I was like, mm-hmm. never thought in a million years I'd see you fuckers again. <laughs> but here, here you are, because we need fodder for the big fella. And they want to leave. The doctor and nurse want to leave. She gets in the car, but it's uh, it's pretty uh, foggy in that car. The windows are all steamed up. And you were trying reminded. to tell me this is different in the script. This is uh, significantly different. Uh, so in the movie here, somebody's in the car with her, you know, steamed windows. Someone's in the back seat. She gets out, goes into the bar. Somebody's in my car. And they're like, well, let's go fucking get them. Car starts, drives off, crashes somewhere. And the, the movie continues. In, in the script, I don't know if it was Tommy Doyle and this specific group per se, but it was one of those, let's go get them. And they, they, they did try. They did try to get him, and he kills all of them. It's, it, is it it's, in the it, same spot in, in the movie chronologically in the script? Yes, yes. So these people get offed right away. They don't posse a up lot, with Tommy. A lot of them, yeah, absolutely. Good. And I was like, interesting change. Like, when that change happened, I was, I was a little disappointed because I was like, this is going to be a bloodbath, and I'm I'm here for that. So instead, when the car drives off and it crashes and fucking penguin gets out, like I'm like, all right, I guess we'll we'll get to some violence later. By the way, I think it's 25 kills. 25. The most is, is the body count here. The most. 
Most uh, in any all, Halloween. Uh, all all the big franchises. I, I didn't like that. that. I didn't like this scene. Twenty one. I I didn't mind it. I would have preferred you know the bloodbath. Why didn't you like this though? Uh, it's because they're very. Uh, I mean, and it's supposed to be obvious. Not because I'm not like oh I'm so smart I figured it out. When you see the breath and you see her get into that car and she doesn't get killed and we don't see Michael, you know it's not Michael because we've seen him so much already. You know what I mean? Like in in a, like an old Friday the 13th or a, the original Halloween, there could be some playing around with, we didn't see who that, oh, he, it's him back there. We've seen so much of Michael on the screen. And we sort of know he's been at that house. He's killed those people. He smashed the, my my favorite shot in the entire movie uh, when he kills the groundskeeper from the funeral home and her husband. He's oh. over there. He's bandaging his hand. It's kind of weird for him to already be there. So how did he get there? We didn't see that. But they already showed us some of what he's doing, but not this. And when you don't see that mask, you don't see him lunge for her. You don't see his face behind the wheel. It's to me, it's so obvious it's not him. I'm like, what? You're adding another little plot storyline here that I don't think we need. So yeah, I didn't like it. I see that? I could see that they kind of showed their hand a little bit. Yeah, by not showing who it is, you're telling us who it isn't. Makes sense to me. Trying to see what's next here. I don't know because I'm going off Wikipedia, which is a huge mistake, and I don't remember when we get to Big John. Little yeah, well, John. they think Hawkins well, is fucking Karen's dad. I, I know I, that's what I see right here. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, well, they they played fast and loose with that story. <laughs> oh, you kissed. You kissed. That's where babies come from? I thought that we were gonna have more. And like Friends, fan fiction here, implying that they there wasn't more. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And they say it implies that he's Karen's dad. Like, what? What are you talking about? Oh. Uh, I mean, the, the whole Hawkins thing, we can do all the Hawkins scenes right here. Because he's taken to the hospital because his, his trope got all stabbed up. And he's conveniently put into the room, you know, right with Lori, the next bed over sort of thing. So they're having some banter, and they might have kissed once, and I always thought something more could happen. Oh, but it didn't, because you're crazy. You're half for Ben Tramer. Yeah, yeah, Ben Tramer gets a name drop. Good for him. Good for him. At least they didn't force that in. His first line, woman, you crazy. I was like, I love it. <laughs> There's some he's people fun. that might like, it's too funny or blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. He's coming out. He's He's been under sedation. He hears Lori's voice. She is crazy. I love that line. Woman, you're crazy. It's, it's almost Hawkins' movie here. They bookend it with a lot of his stuff. It's be. It leads you to you know Halloween ends and what impact is he going to have in it? Because at this point, he has more of a claim on the final blow than Lori, although, well, with Karen, we'll, I guess not. We'll see here. So hospital stuff for Hawkins, bar shit for the Tommy Doyle crew. He, he gets the, a bat from the barkeep's. Uh, I don't know. He's, this is my grandfather's bat. He's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna so it. many scenes of him Great. recruiting people mm. that I don't and need. I think, and I think this, and, 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 and that's a problem for me because the whole hype for this movie was Haddonfield comes together 
you know, this a town under siege by fear against this the boogeyman. It's it's one drunk guy just yelling at people. Keep your head up. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head up. Hey, mount up. Keep your head up. Fucks up at every opportunity. They they destroy Tommy Doyle in this yeah, movie. Does not they he does not get put over strong. Yikes. I'll tell you what though, it would have been more tolerable and palpable if we had Paul Rudd. No, he's too young. He looks exactly he, he still I looks think, 24. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> that's that vampire shit. Yeah. But but they, it would have played better because he was like the you know, in 78, he's like I'm just a little guy, spaceman. Oh no. Yeah, he looks and, more like Tommy Doyle. Yeah, I think I think it could have like him being afraid and trying to mount people up plays a little bit better than a guy who looks like he could mount people up to to do that. And I'm like, all right, that's this is weird. Not really the characters that I I know. Um, so they're doing their thing. Yeah, let's go to the the scene you were just talking about because Michael Myers is on the loose, and we go to the cemetery lady and her fella so the cemetery lady is flying a drone in her house and that's in the script too and when i read that i said that's not gonna make it to the screen this is the stupidest thing i've ever fucking seen in my life like why who's just flying a drone right in their house well if you're gonna do a little scary gag that's why you do it and one thing that dwg does is all his bit characters they never just exist they always have a fucking thing She's got a drone. He's got a sleep apnea mask. Everybody <laughs> fucking It smells thing. smells like your mom's lucky strikes. And they're just having a quiet night in. They're hearing about the fire department down the road at the Strode place. But they don't really give a shit. And she's flying her drone. It goes into the bathroom and then it gets fucked up. It's kind of thrown back a little bit and then he tries to fly it and then the same thing and he's like who's in there what the fuck somebody in there and this is the bathroom scene from the trailer which really wish they didn't do that because it could have been cool um but yeah he goes and checks the bathroom and he's fucking in there and it's scary bandaging his hand up he's like, oh we don't see him doing that but that's that was something in the trailer we were like "Ooh, who bandages his hand remember it was one of our theories like "Ooh, did the emts like get him on the gurney and they're they're like, oh, let's get his hand bandaged up, and then he kills him. Yeah. No, he breaks so, into their <laughs> medicine cabinet, fucking bandages his own hand up. How about I read an excerpt from the script? Okay. Interior. Rural house. Bathroom. Night. He rips open the mirror cabinet, takes out some first aid, and begins applying a bandage to his fingerless wound. Now, the only difference in the script here is he does the bandaging after he kills the couple, which, by the way, let me read that real quick. So Sandra, against a wall, light stick jammed in her neck, slowly comes to. She slowly looks to her left. What she sees is terrible. The shape is mutilating Roger like a decoration. Roger is pinned against the kitchen island, body impaled by multiple knives. The shape continues riddling his body with more knives. After a moment, Sandra finally closes her eyes and goes under. And I was, when I read that, you know, months ago, I was like, God, I hope that's in there. Him just stabbing this fucking body. And it is. I love this little scene. These, everything that's not Tommy Doyle in this movie 
is the bee's knees. It is one of my favorite. So I said that firefighters is one of my favorite scenes. This is my favorite shot in the movie. He's stuck in a loop. And uh, John, our buddy John, that I saw it with the next day, brought it to my attention. Now, I, I noticed this the first night that the big knife is the last one, and he keeps that one. Yeah. But uh, I thought he was just stuck in a loop, like, oh, I have another knife. Oh, oh, I have another knife. And the way he acts it out is beautiful. Nicer for killing. Like, he grabs it, and he's like, oh, into his body. And like, oh, well, I will slow. I'll turn. Oh, there's another knife. He does it. He nails it. I mean, uh, James Jude Courtney, it's yeah. easy to overlook the person playing the shape because usually it's just a stunt guy. Like Dick Warlock was very wooden, very stiff, very overly deliberate. James Jude Courtney actually does act with his body language in a way that I love and oh, when yeah. he's doing this stabbing and he's just sort of like what do i have here oh another knife oh i'm gonna put it in you and then the last one he's like and here's the big one that i wanted the whole time here we go and then he's bye, done bye. yeah yeah that's it's that was all so creepy and you know what's great about that little scene besides you know the slashers killing people he bandages his wound because hey, I, I thought he lost some fingers. What's mm-hmm. wrong with his face? So we get that, and he gets a weapon. We just, we just to lock you in. He's got his weapon, and that's going to be fun because he's going to see some people at a park. And he's going to have that bloody ass knife, mm-hmm. although it's bloody for a different reason. But before that, we go to the Myers house. Now I haven't seen any controversy about this. The the folks that live in the Myers house, but I'm sure there's people like, I can't believe they put some queers in the Myers house. This some bullshit. I love everything about this. We meet big John and little John, uh, the couple that now lives at the Myers house. And I'm sure they got a nice little discount on it. Cause everybody knows about this fucking place. I love and them. The first thing we get with them is just to establish the house, the layout of the house, where things are, where the windows are, uh, things things like that. And of course, we meet these fellas who are very charming, very hilarious. The one guy's just smoking a joint, listening to some yeah. Halloween records. Big John. Big John is the shit. And I've never seen this actor before. I fucking love Big John. He was also on Mad TV, I guess. I looked it up. That's Little John. No, Big John was as well. No shit. They're yeah, both in like 06. Damn. That's like the first credit he has is Mad TV in 06, 07. And he, when he's like singing along and then he's like, no, we're just going to listen to some spooky records. Like, oh, they, they were awesome. I wanted so much more of yes. Big John and Little John. Want to get high? Dance to some spooky records. Spook, I'm like, I do spooky Big John. Records. I'm like, let's go, baby. I do Big John. Let's do it. Um, and you know, we get the lay of the land and, uh, do we get the kids here? Yes. Okay. So yeah. Uh, knock, knock at the door. Things get spooky. Oh shit. It's Michael Myers house. Who's, I wonder who's here, but it's some kids and they're like, Oh, our friend just had some candy and their razor blades in the candy and she's on the sidewalk. Please come help us. Uh, and big John and little John do. And they're like, what the fuck's all this? And while they're helping this child, somebody sneaks inside the house and the door slams. And like, did somebody just go in the 
fucking house, which is a great line. Love mm-hmm. everything about this scene. Um, and then we find out that the the razor blade kid on the sidewalk is it was all a rib. What's they a mark? Faking it. They were faking out the the this nice couple. The person inside the house wasn't Mike. It was one of their friends in a skull mask. And he's like, I stole all your fucking candy. Bah! And Big John, Little John, let him know. You know who you're fucking with? You know whose house this is? And for the 12-year-olds in the audience and the people who haven't seen these movies, gives them a rundown. Mm-hmm. This is Michael Myers' house. Get out of here, you little perverts. So one of the exposition scenes I can tolerate because they're like, no, who the fuck's house is it, right? And he's trying to tell him a scary story. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. It definitely, it definitely works. Yep. Um, I think them kids would fucking know whose house it is, but Absolutely that would. I will suspend my disbelief there. I, I suspend it by them being just sarcastic. And no, pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah, they're just little assholes. Yeah, they know whose fucking house it is, little shitheads. They did a good job casting little shitheads, because that little girl, who we're going to see pretty much in the next scene because there's some filler in between more Tommy Doyle, more hospital shit that yes. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we catch up with the Tommy Doyle crew and Lindsay's uh, with. So Lindsay is rolling with Marion chambers and the doctor and nurse from 2018. So that's who they're with. Tommy's rolling with Lonnie in a pickup truck. They're being redneck vigilantes. We're going to get this boy. But yeah, Lindsay, they have Cameron in tow now. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even Allison at yeah, this yeah. point. It doesn't. Um, but so Lindsay's driving around and they're looking for him too. And there's some kids in the park and she's like, well, what the fuck? Like, we need to get these kids out of here. They need to know to go home. So she pulls over real quick, runs out there, and they're like, kids, what are you doing? Please go home. And it's the kids from Big John Little John's house, so they're little assholes. And, you know, there's what are you doing out here? And this was genuinely creepy to me. Yes. She says, oh, you know, there's this guy in the mask playing a little hide-and-seek. They would think he's a fucking pervert, mm-hmm. you know. And there's so many – this is a great location because there's so many trees – where somebody could just be hiding right behind any of them. Yeah, it's great. Which is great. Uh, but Michael Myers does appear. They say, oh, there he is right over there. And Michael Myers appears behind Lindsay's car. And in his hand is his bloody knife. In the other hand, bloody skull mask. Mm-hmm. The kid that stole the candy got murdered by Michael Myers. Another child has been victimized yes. by the shape. Don't go in his fucking house and steal his candy. Up. shouldn't have done that although i'm so, superimposing that because he doesn't know that that's happened you know what i mean like he wasn't there yeah yeah but the kids run off Lindsay ends up kind of running from him but before that michael's at that car and oh who's in this car marion chambers and this doctor nurse he gets on the car this is very opening of the original halloween obviously yeah. does the car spot he does the car spot. He slams his palm against the glass, shatters it. She's got a gun. It it jams up. This is for Dr. Loomis. What's like, out? She's out of bullets. She's shot. She shoots at him, shoots at him. Miss, 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 miss. He pulls her fucking scalp half off Um, Yay. when he's pulling on her hair. And then let me get the weird line. This is for Dr. Loomis. Like, yeah. Michael didn't kill Dr. Loomis. I don't understand. Uh. 
and it's out of they wanted to give her a give her a good iconic line before she gets whack and then yeah. click click now the wife the doctor who so the nurse is actually a doctor in real life and the doctor's actually a nurse yeah. and they're dressed reversed but for the sake of keeping it clean the person dressed as the nurse she like falls out of the car and the gun goes flying so she's not in there with the desert eagle it's just Marion. It's just the, the the guy dressed as the doctor. She runs out of bullets. She's she gets run through by Michael, who gets through the driver door. Yeah. Um, and the doctor tries to strangle Michael with the steth- stethoscopes. And he says, "Hold up, what? Do you, who the fuck is your problem?" And he gets one of the fucking bonkersest kills. The butcher knife up through the eye hole into the top of his skull, and he's just like, like short circuiting, like it is a creepy, creepy kill. Yeah, that's one where everyone was like, ooh, Mm. Mm." yeah. They shoot that well. They linger on it just long enough. The wife fell out of the car, and then from forty feet away, she comes back with the gun, and the gun has bullets again. Well, so that what, gun's, so are we are, are we going by the gun is jammed or did she load this gun up? This gun was never jammed, was never in play. So what happens is she this tries is a to different gun. She has a Desert Eagle, and Marion's got a revolver. She tries to like climb out of the car and falls and drops the gun. Then Michael gets into the car. Marion's out of bullets. He kills Marion. He kills the nurse doctor guy. Then somehow she fell out of the car and the gun was right there, but she comes from 40 feet away shooting at the car with the gun. The only plausible explanation is she's like, well, I can marry someone else and she runs away (laughs) and then decides that's not right and comes back to save them. So that gun's fully loaded, never gets shot until she comes back toward the car shooting at him, missing, missing, missing. And then he kicks the car door into her hand while she's shooting, and she blows the back of her own head out. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, again... It's happened before. It, it, not just that, but, like, what, she fell out of the car, and she's a football field away? For what reason? I don't get it. Yeah. And I remember it, it, when this was in the trailer, I said, oh, I remember the playground scene. This mm-hmm. is... I can't believe they're showing this, but it's so dark. We don't really know what's going on. Um, but yeah, that that's super cool. So he just kills all those motherfuckers. Except for Lindsay. She's hiding at the playground. The shape gives chase. She runs and hides Lord of the Rings style under a tree. And, and be honest. Well, you read the script. I know me and everyone else in that theater thought he's going to be where he, she can see him. He's going to look around. He's going to walk away, and she's going to try and escape, and he's going to get her. But he just leaves. Just leaves. Is yeah, that how it I is in the script? Um, It's uh, pretty much the same. Okay. But yeah, if I didn't know that, I probably would have uh, expected. It just Honestly, seems too at the, clean. At that, point, at that point, I forgot, so I was, I was on, on edge either way. Right. That was the, they did a good job with that. And then I believe... Um, I don't know if we get the rest of Big John, Little John, or if Tommy and company show up 
and kind of rescue Lindsay. Well, we, I think we cut back to the hospital and they're chasing oh, the penguin. Of we do. Oh, is this the penguin scene? Something like that. It's in there Let's somewhere. Let's just get the penguin scene out of the way. Let's get it out of here. So, and this was really cool in the script because uh, on the news at the bar, you know, like, like prisoners have escaped from this bus. Yep. One of them is Michael Myers. The other is, I don't know, something, something to volley. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the fucking umbrella penguin guy from Halloween Kills. And as I'm reading the script, I'm like, oh, this is a game changer. We got two fucking lunatics out there. Cause this yes. is the one where Sartain was like, you want, you might want to tie those shoes, bruh. Mm-hmm. Cause you see that little penguin dude, I'll fuck you up. So I was super excited to have him in play. But we really don't get uh, too much of it. He is the one that's driving the car with the steamed up windows. Yes. He drives off and crashes somewhere. <laughs> I think they make it a- apparent, too, because in that scene in the bar, Tommy's watching. Here's here's another thing that bugs me. Tommy's watching the television. He sees the TV. Mm. They show Tavali's face with his name under it. Then they show... Michael Myers, but it's like blurred out, but it's the other patient. And he's looking up at the TV. We see the shot from behind him. So then we're going to have a flashback in Halloween Ends where we realize he can't read. Yeah, or he was had his eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Yeah, because this is... Uh, it's the wrong spot is- to show us that. Have someone else see that. Don't show me Tommy seeing that. And then he's like, I think it's probably him. Yeah. Because at, at the hospital, he's getting everybody in a frenzy. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Everybody's saying it. Little yeah. girl's like, evil dies tonight. They buy into it, and they say it so many more times than I thought they were going to. Lee Brackett shows up. He killed my daughter. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. And then they and show a clip from Halloween, too. Yeah. They show Annie on the gurney. Dead. Yeah. And he sees her. Um. And they have the HMH logos from Halloween 2 as well on the jackets, which was neat. The Haddonfield Hospital. Hell yeah. 80 years old. Lee Brackett. That's fucking wild. Um, but he gets everybody riled up. Evil dies tonight. Is he here? Oh, how, oh, he's here. He's coming for Lori or something? Yeah. Oh, he's here. Who's that? And it's Tavali. And Tavali's running away. He's going up the stairs. Karen's like the first one after him. She's the only one with half a brain. I guess. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's not, that's clear. This small five foot eight man yeah. is not Who's, Michael Myers. Who goes to the hospital <laughs> in his, in his inmate clothes saying, help me, help, help. Just, just like Michael would do. Huh? Um, but Lori's there too. And Lori's trying to tell them that's not, it's not him. Yeah. It's not him. Yeah. Now in the, in this scene's so, pseudo defense. And John emphasized this to me. He's like, look, only the Strode women out of all these people here have seen him that day. Like, only they know what's he look like now? How big is he now? What's, you know, what's he wearing? That type of thing. I'm like, yeah, but the way this guy's interacting with these people and they show his fucking name on television and all this other shit, like, it's too much of a wild stretch for me. I agree. And this is in the script as well. I don't mind mob justice. Halloween yeah. 4 nails it. You know, like, these kids think it's fun to be Michael Myers, and then, oh, Michael Myers here now. 
Yeah. And they're like, there he is in the bushes. Blam, 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 blam. Mm, nope. It's a kid just dressed like Michael Myers. Ah, shit, Earl. Because we were excited about this when we yes. heard like Haddonfield. Mob. You know, this boogeyman. They're going to, you know, the fear is going to get to him. Mob justice, all this. And the execution, it's really just Tommy Doyle. And I guess this one stupid scene at the hospital. And doctors are like, yeah, evil <laughs> dies tonight. Like, okay. <laughs> really? But Savali runs up some stairs and Karen's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to lock these doors behind him and in front of him. So you're safe. Um, but so he's kind of sandwiched in, but he's safe for now. But they start breaking the entrances in on both sides. So it's only a matter of time before this mob gets to him. So what does Tavali do? He, uh, he gets, he goes, if I can't go left, I can't go right. I'll go straight. He goes out this little window and he's just, uh, he's in a, he's in a bad way here. Which is not the Tavali that you set up in 2018. No. The Tavali you set up in 2018 kills Karen. But all the, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned this. I'm so glad you mentioned this. Me, John, my wife, you were all like, she's going to go try and help him. And they want us to think she's going to help him. But he's going to try and murder her and like eat her face off. And, the, but, and then they lost. This, this, it was right in your hands. It just slipped through your fingers like sand. Why did you? He that was perfect. Take, he can still take his new Jack bump. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Eat, try to eat some face. And she pushes him out. And she has to learn a lesson. Because in the in 2018, she's like, life is sunshine and lollipops. God damn it. And I'm a psychiatrist. And I can reach everybody. And I can solve these problems just with kindness. Man, and yeah, that turns out, why was this man cellmates with fucking Michael Myers? It ain't because he's misunderstood. So you know what? What also that didn't accomplish is I did kind of didn't give a fuck when he died because the way I look at it is he's like they found the bodies they're coming for me they know they figured it out they're not gonna get me alive copper it's not a that's not a scared man to me that's a guilty man because like that whole scene like you have this character you really don't care about because they've essentially ruined them. And it's caused by this mob of people who are fucking idiots. So you're really not rooting for anybody. You're just rooting for it to be over soon. They're hitting the, the, the slowed down shots. The score gets real melodramatic and piano starts tinkling. Is he going to jump? Is he going to fall? He does. Slow motion. Good, good, uh, good fall, by the way. It was oh, shot yeah. pretty cool. It wasn't just like a dummy. <laughs> it was a good fall. And yeah, big splat on the concrete below. Um, and when they run down and show him, whoo-wee, that's messy. Yes. Yeah, they do. And then Tommy's like, well, it could have been him. We haven't seen him without his mask on. Like, you know that's not him. He's the stupidest fucking protagonist. He's not dumb. He hasn't seen it in a while. He's not dumb. He's justifying murdering this person that yeah, isn't yeah. michael Ma- it could have so been you don't know it's not him prove it isn't <laughs> tavali oh shit got any more guns in that tackle box because i just want to kill i think yeah so uh i get what they're trying to accomplish i was so excited by the way when when he had was in the car and they played the music figaro figaro like oh, it's the figaro guy again he's yeah. back no it wasn't it's was tavali so he's dead and Brackett's like, well, the f- this ain't fucking Michael Myers, you son of a bitch. 
I know him. He killed my daughter. Or whatever he says. Evil dies tonight. Evil tonight. Evil's gonna die. God damn it. Um, all right. So his name is Lance. He doesn't seem like a Lance. Lance Tavali. <laughs> Lance Tavali. Um, here we go. So Lori suffers an injury to her boom, 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 boom. Yep. She and stops just- she hits a knees a doctor in the balls and pulls a stitch. <laughs> doing it. She gets sent back to recovery to you know, talk to Hawkins again. You're like, look, you're not in this movie, Lori. Back to your room. Get another Next flashback. Movie. I was happy that she went back to her room. Because I, I was so nervous that she was going to go out injured. She gives herself the old Logan jag in the ass. I love that. Too. I know. I know. But, Connor shit. but I thought like she, this, she's dead. She's going to fight yeah. him, but she's going to suffer yes. an injury that she already suffered again and die. And I don't, I can't handle it. So when they were like, get back to bed, bitch. I was like, Oh, at least I get her in ends. Yeah. Well, 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 when we get to the ending, I've got something in store for you folks. But right now, they realize, okay, we think it's it's the Myers place. So let's uh, maybe we should all head towards the Myers place. At the Myers place, we still got uh, Big John, Little John, right? They're still alive. We got to get rid of them. Yep. Yeah. I've got this knife. I've got this knife. Little- he gets the little was it char- charcu- charcuterie? Yeah, the little yeah, it's like a little paring knife. But yeah, I don't know how to say that. The little meat tray knife. <laughs> He's got the little charcuterie knife. And this this their interaction is so endearing. I've got this knife, and then little John picks up his knife. I've got this knife, and, and they see that somebody's coming the door. Or no, they they hear the no yes. So they hear the rapping at the door. Goes to the back door. Nobody's there. Goes to the front door. Nobody's there, and then Big John's like, "You closed the back door, right? You locked it." And he's like, mm, "I gotta go check." And they go back uh, and they see the handprint. <laughs> they see the stumpy handprint. Yeah, it's open. The garbage is knocked yep. over. Blood on the floor. They grab somebody's their knives. Up. Somebody's can, upstairs. They can hear it. So, uh, which Big is a callback John. to the uh, the beginning flashback where we hear a footstep upstairs in the Myers house. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about the, those floorboards there, man. They're loud. You can hear them all and the way t- two stories down. Fill in the gaps for me. But Big John goes upstairs. It's your, you know, spooky somebody's up here. Yeah, they're sweeping and clearing. Big John. Yes. Little John. Big John. Little John. They're clearing rooms, yeah, right? I know which was fucking adorable and smart. Like yeah. 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 Love that very much. And Michael pops out of left field doing Michael shit. And another In Judith's really, old room. Yeah. Another really good kill. He uh, thumbs to the eyes. Well, he gets John. him in the lungs first with the knife. And he can't, can't get a breath, can't scream or anything. And then, yeah, just crushes his face in with the thumbs. The eyes come out. Yeah. Oh. Like, let me get them eyes out of the way. I got to get to the brains. Man. A really gnarly one. And yes. I, and what happens with little John, or do we just find out that he's died because we later find their bodies posed like that? In their one, their one uh, attempt at subtlety, little John sees Michael looking out his beat off window and he goes, Michael, oh, yeah. you've come home. And then we, sh- we see from outside from the street view, Michael turn his back going toward yeah. Little John, and we hear like yeah. a scream or a yell. Yeah, 
they're like, this is going to be rated NC-17 if we keep this yeah. up. So let's, let's have an off-screen death. And yeah, he would later pose those bodies because Allison and company are going to see that when they uh, investigate the Myers house. Yep, and he flip-flops time. them. Like in the picture, Big John is there and Little John's laying in his lap. But in the flip-flop, Little John's sitting up and Big John's laying in his lap. And then he puts a record on. And we get Lonnie and we get Allison and we get uh, Cameron all pull up to the Myers house. And we have a nice little moment between father and son. So, because Tommy is Tommy here? Or no. Is it, no. Okay. So, so it's Lonnie, his son Cameron, and Allison. And Lonnie's like, all right, I'm going in. I'll see you on the other side, kid, or some shit like that. And I'm like, oh, you're everyone. everyone I'll see you at the finish line. Yeah, I'll see you at the finish line. What the fuck? And and they're both like, this is the dumbest thing ever. We shouldn't split up. He's like, you're going to stay here. And then, honestly, what I thought happened was, it's so fast, and he mentions how scared he is of the Myers house. I thought he gets in there and is so afraid he blows his own head off. Because, hear me out, I'm not joking. Because he goes in. He's in for like 10 seconds and we hear pop and that's it. We don't hear scream, pop, 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 none of that. Just one pop and that's it. I'm like, they're going to find him like with his, like, his gun in his hand and like his head blown out. So that's just me making a big jump. Yeah. You know, which is the fun part. Yeah. Now, see you at the finish line is not in the script. Okay. Um, I hear some lines from that scene, essentially. Cameron, tell your smart-ass little girlfriend to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, obviously didn't take into account the fact that somebody else clearly lives here. Uh, okay, just let me go take a look myself. I'll be right back. Stay here with your girlfriend. That's the last thing he says before going inside. So they changed that a little bit, obviously. I would prefer the script over, I'll see you at the finish line. Um, but yeah, he goes in. And this is where we get, I mean, it's all questionable, but uh, gunshots, right? He goes in, we hear a gunshot. One. One gunshot. Pop. And he's in, I, I'm I'm not joking. It was like, <laughs> on the second viewing, I'm like, I got, how short is this? You know, like, is it as short as I remember from last night? Or was that an, an artifact or something of my memory? No. He's like, I'm going to go inside. Gives him the thumbs up. They're looking at each other, and it's serious. It's like three, two, one, pop. And they, they're like, fuck this, and they run in there. Mm. None of it makes sense to me why they're split up in the first place. Doesn't make no. sense to me why Big John and Little John don't know it's Michael Myers. You know, they know there's someone in their house. They don't know who. It's an adult. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another case of if somebody in their life knows that they live in the Myers house and somebody is calling their ass, like, you know, he's out. Right. <laughs> and, and here's another little wrinkle that I caught on my second viewing, uh, big John and little John, which just give me a movie about these guys. They, I think they own a small business because <laughs> during one of Tommy's gathering the troops outside of, I don't know, a restaurant or something. There's a, a bus bench, and on that bench is an advertisement for Big John and Little John something or other. And I'm like, okay. and they're small business owners. These guys are great. Fucking love these guys. I didn't. I was looking for something like that, like a reference to what they do. Because I was, I was, because that house is really nice, and I was like, I wonder what they do. Right. And uh, so they. 
Yeah, they them, but and again, like them not just calling the cops and running out of the house is weird. Like I know that's what I would do. I wouldn't go searching my house if I saw a bloody handprint on the door. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'd, I'm out of there. And and they to me they did such a good job with that type of shit in 2018. Uh, but I get the, where they they need to get him in the bedroom. They need to get more bodies. It may, okay. Yeah. Now, but now Allison and Cameron know who's in there. They know who they're trying to find. How dangerous he is. Allison knows the most. She's dealt with him the most so far. Yeah. She's been sitting next to that motherfucker with no mask on. Yeah, I mean, she's one. she's had it the worst between those two. Not even close, right? They go in, they're sweeping and clearing together, just like Hawkins and his partner did earlier. Oh, looking in the same closet, and oh, he's not in there. They go upstairs, then goes upstairs, just like Hawkins and his partner. They split up. Yeah, and I don't understand why. It doesn't make common sense. If it was just you and me, we're not trained professionals. But if you and I are both armed and we're clearing a house, we're not gonna go. Let's split up. Yeah, it's not. It's not and, gonna happen. And Them it, it, and it doesn't make sense. Just sorry. No, but no, go ahead. No, no. The po- because the point of it is, well, they split him up so he could get the kills. Well, he could still kill Cameron while they're trying to two on one him. He's of gonna course. kill some people when it's like ten on one in like twenty minutes. Right. So like he could grab him by the throat and like grab her gun with his offhand and take his eyes out like they're they could have done some things so splitting them up just like with tommy doyle makes them look kind of dumb it does it does make them look dumb and they're smart and allison is smart yeah so it's painful and i don't know if this is like a character thing or just because andy matichek delivers lines interestingly uh cameron's upstairs michael bursts out of the closet so they're in a tussle Boom, another gunshot from Cameron. This fucking girl says, Cameron? What the fuck are you thinking? I, I don't you, know. No, you got to go, gunshot. Cameron? Yeah. Yeah, what? Like, no, none, none of this questionable, I wonder what that is. To me, that's what on. What the fuck? That's on DWG. DWG, you got to direct them. I mean, that it, it, a key moment like that. And they did it with Big John and Little John, too. Like, uh, Big John? Like, it's it's weird, and it's unnecessary, and they shouldn't have been split up in the first place. It's just weird. We want we want her to find the bodies posed, but they could both find the bodies posed, and yeah. I could believe that. And then they Absolutely. could both go in the hallway, and they could both see Lonnie's body stuffed in the attic. I love Michael coming out of the closet. Yes. To, to kill Cameron love he's learned some things i thought i thought cameron should have gone over a little stronger maybe have him hit him once you know miss a shot hit him with one doesn't phase him then he he's just so close and you get the you get the impression that lonnie's a gun nut the fact that cameron gets one shot off and panics is i don't know it, it, it not not just because it's Cameron and I feel some sort of empathy or something. It's we're toward like the end of the movie, you know. Like maybe, yeah, we got to be getting closer to trying to beat him. Is all. Maybe that says something about their relationship. Dad was into guns. He Cameron wasn't. Was. I, I just want to dance. dance. I just yeah. want to dance. <laughs> so he misses the shot. Uh, Allison 
comes out to save him after he's already been stabbed in the guts, I believe. Yeah, super cool death here. I love this. She misses the shot, but then she goes over super strong. She put that knife in her pocket on her way out the door, and she runs him through twice. Bam, bam, right in the guts. She hits Michael in the guts. This chick is not fucking scared of this guy in a way that I actually really enjoy. Not in a way where I'm like, come on. In a way where like it's personal to her. Which knife did she have? A was butcher knife, knife that was in one of the then like Big John's lungs. John, okay, because the knife that she has in the pickup truck at the end of 2018, she gives that to Lori. Yeah, okay. so she okay, so right. she sees the bodies. She pulls the knife out of Little John because at that point it's in Little John's chest. She puts it in her pocket, grabs the shotgun, and goes out in the hallway. Shoots one shot, misses, then pulls the knife out and just starts stabbing him yep. in the guts. Die. Takes the bump. Die. Gets her leg yeah. broken like grandmama. Yeah, good scream. Oh, These yeah. These movies are all about screams. Great man. scream. She, great scream on Gr- that leg break. Great callback to 78. Don't Down the stairs, break the leg, just like grandma. And then the uh, most... <laughs> maybe not the bloodiest, but just the, mo- the longest fucking death of the movie. Yeah. It, it gave it was a lot some hope spots yeah because there's some times in there and i was like i think he like he's not dead yet he could still okay oh he uh, he's still not dead yet and but now and now he, oh, Lord. it's like a pinball machine up down up down yeah. left right left right left up down and then you're like oh but is he lured by the screams enough and then we get a little he spit just uh, and as he's walking down the stairs because he's fucking crazy, crazy. Now, and that's like, that's that departure where is it the mindless Michael Myers, you know, that Halloween two, you know, sort of wooden one where he comes down this. Cause if it's that guy, he's just coming down the stairs, right. For the broken leg girl. Right. Cause they, cause he's hunting her. He's chasing the main girl. No, Mm -hmm. he's not. He's killing people for fun. He's, he just turns and breaks his neck through the fucking. uh, And we all know something's going to happen. You know, we see her scream and he comes down and his head is too much in the frame. I know. And you're hoping though. You're like, you're hoping, but that's why it makes you hope. But it also, you wrenches your guts because you know, I thought he was going to just pull his head off like Sub-Zero. Oh, you know, like just, just pull his fucking spine out or something crazy. But he he does. Yeah. Yeah. He hits him with the Kung Fu B movie. Just neck snap. And uh, it's gross and it's gross for allison and then she still don't give a fuck she goes to stab him obviously overpowers her but then she's fucking like do it do it like like a crazy bitch do it go ahead i dare you motherfucker i want you to kill me well she wasn't saying do it to michael she was saying do it to her mother karen who had a pitchfork was she though i don't it doesn't seem like she saw that I think like the way the music swells and all this, I I do think that's what okay. the intention was. Uh, I mean, you can kayfabe it however you want. That's the fun part. But I do think it was do it, please, please do it. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah, and please go on three. No, we're going on three. And then yeah, Karen shows up, pitchfork in the back from Michael. The they end up getting the mask off him, and this is the part where even in the script, I'm like. My mask is off. My whole thing for the last couple years and moving forward is 
is he gonna talk? Is he gonna mm-hmm. say some shit? Because one for some reason when the mask comes off, that's that's like I don't know, like the human version of him. So I'm like, how far are we gonna go here? What are we gonna see? And he does give Chase. Um, who who does he run? Yeah, he's running okay. after Karen. So yeah, she curb stomps his head on the stairs. It looks gruesome, and then the audience is thinking, "Don't stop." He, we know he's not dead, but she knows he's not dead either. It's all part of the plan. She gets his mask. And what I think we get is not human. We get the distracted version of Michael. We get the, before anything else happens, I need that. Because if you think about 2018, they're holding the mask out, and we get a little flinch that we didn't get before. You can feel its power, can't you, Michael? And he was like, he's like, yes, I can. And you know what? The first thing I do when I get out of here is I'm going to come get that mask from you. And that is the first thing he does. He doesn't go to Haddonfield. He doesn't go after Laurie Strode. He finds them and gets his motherfucking mask back. So she takes his mask. It's a lure and it works. Mm-hmm. And but it, he, he almost doesn't care though. Like she kind of dangles it like a carrot and he's like, like, yeah, I'm coming. Like, don't worry about that. I'm I'm coming. Mask or no mask. It's not like he doesn't kill without the mask on. He does. Yeah. Yeah. But I but think he's like, like, give me that back first. There's no like body language or anything like that, which I appreciate. He's just like, I guess I'm coming your way without the mask now. Well, kind of though, because uh Lindsay earlier does this does the Lori spot from part one, pulls his mask off. Oh, yeah, a little bit tough. She th- he throws her down to get his mask back. And she slips away, which is what Lori does in 78. So something about him having to cover his face, you know, something about that. Helps him. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think we're going to get like, oh, she trips and falls. No, the whole plan goes exactly how they want, which I respect. Like, I'm tired of, of being made a fool of in these movies. Like, no, here's the plan. They execute the plan. Yeah, because she leads Michael to tommy's crew yeah and throws the mask in the middle of the street we don't see that but we see it laying there it's the shot from the trailer yeah he starts to walk up to it headlights headlights oh shit a chinese standoff (laughs) and and they make the the classic movie mistake is like they were like well let's let superman put his cape back on for this one and he's like okay okay we're doing this pause hold on one second he picks the mask back up like okay let's motherfucking do this now and we get the big scene at the end the big battle and they're fucking him up and they're fucking him up beating his ass he's missing people missing uh he gets shot with a revolver four or five times he's he's on the ground tommy has not gotten in the mix yet with the bat but he's on the ground He's been hit with a two by four in the back. Brackets there with his gun. A plunder. We're tired. We're all entitled to one good scare. Mm. Okay. Does he say that? Yeah. Yes, he does. It's too much for me. <laughs> I was like four beers in at that point. So. It's it's too much for me because that's like little- that's an iconic line to us, the viewer. There's no way he remembers saying that. And like true, the, when the guy who killed his daughter is in front of him. He's going to smirk and say, we're all entitled to one good scare. That's D-double-G and, and Danny McBride, like, 
fan service. Yeah, That's they're nice. they're fans. They're serving nice. themselves. I get it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but goddamn, he don't. If Hawkins was there, he'd have blown that motherfucker's brains out. Yeah, they're playing around. They're they're toying with their food, and so many people that that I watched this with were upset at the end. Like they're beating him down. They're hitting him. They're stabbing him. Uh, why didn't they just kill him? And I'm like, it's like the scene in Game of Thrones, which double spoilers if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you should probably see all those. Uh, when the dude from fucking what's the uh, Bravos or whatever, I don't know where that guy's from. The, yeah. the the little exotic country is gonna kill the mountain, and he has him, and he's down and out, but he wants to make him suffer. He wants to make him pay. You know, it's like greed. Yeah. They could have killed him there, in my mind, in kayfabe. They could have killed him there. But they want this man to pay for what he's done. And that bites them in the ass. Now, this scene, it's, it kind of gets flip-flopped with, you know, outside the bar earlier. You know, a little bit different where he's going to end up killing a bunch of people. This feels like it was a reshoot. Out of all the violent kills we get in this movie, this sequence right here just feels out of place. I'm like, suddenly we're doing Batman Begins, close-up, jerky, shot slow motion, neck slashes, and I'm like, why is this different than everything that's come before it? The background is always black, too. <laughs> like, like John, John Carpenter's garage. Exactly. It's, it's akin to that. But that's a good point. And the other thing that is weird, and I need to find an explanation somewhere in this movie, Dale, is in the other movies, he does not attack large groups of people. Now, he does kill all those firefighters, right? So that's mm-hmm. different. But they're, but when he's surrounded by the police, he just stands there and like surrenders. That's different, and we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, do you think it involves Loomis? No. Okay. So this one, there's no there's one guy with a gun and another guy with a gun, but they're just like beating him down and he's like ready to go with all them. What I don't understand is I I felt like I needed something, not just a monologue by Lori while this is happening about how we thought you could kill him with brute force, but you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Hawkins is like, nah. If we only knew then what we know now, which is what I don't know. And then we know and then won't work. It won't work. And then he just like she stabs him in the back. Karen does, and I love yeah. that shot where he's like, "Give me that knife," and she's like, "Oh, this knife, wham!" And then they don't just kill him, which is odd. Mm-hmm. And but in in his defense, Brackett goes in for the kill. He killed your daughter. You, you, you owe him one. You get to do it. I'll, I'll kill this motherfucker. And he pulls his knife out of his own back and, and just whack kills him. And then she kills everybody, right? Where is this coming from? Why? How? I don't. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. You got to explain something to me. Because it's implied by what Laurie and Hawkins are saying that something else is. There's some other way to beat him or something it's it's weird and now what is it like in the movie in the script as far as this uh, this i mean there's 
This, this, this is another one. This is another one. Like I, I hinted before previously that there are multiple one versus eight fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is, does happen. Basically. Yeah, this, okay. this pretty much does happen as well. I don't think he just kind of turns the tide. I think it's not like they have him dead to rights, but their hubris and greed get, get to him. I think he just kind of eventually turns the table because he's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise it, that, that part is pretty much, uh, the same and it's brutal. It's very brutal. And God damn, Tommy Doyle gets fucking murdered. Thank Christ. Yep. Stabbed in the bat. smashed with those own, the, well, the bartender's it, bat. It has no fucking connection to him or to any of those people. Some bit character. Cause everybody's got to have a fucking thing with D double G. Well, this bartender he doesn't have a sleep apnea mask. He has a baseball bat with a little cute backstory. Old hickory. All right. Okay, fair enough. Like, how come Tommy Doyle should have his own bat? Like, I've carried, like, the day after mm-hmm. what happened, I've always carried a weapon. Like, on fucking Arliss and Batman. He goes in his trunk, got a, there's a little you know? respirator thing, and then there's a baseball bat. It says, in case of Michael Myers. Right. Or right the Joker. Here. Either one. <laughs> right here. Um, yeah, so Tom, Tommy gets killed and this motherfucker survives it. And let's get to the actual ending before we start talking about theories and mm-hmm. the abuse this man's taking and uh, supernatural sort of shit. Um, because yeah, he kills all these folks and we're kind of at the, the hospital with Lori and we're outside the Myers residence with karen and the cops too right aren't yep. there cops there yeah the karen karen's there the cops some so, some other yeah. neighbors i think maybe an ambulance yeah uh allison's so, on the porch so this is you know feeling like the end of the movie you know the the heroes win but not really it looks like michael's going to escape and we're just kind of wrapping some things up karen's on the outside of the house and she looks up in the window and she sees like a vision Yes, young Michael and like the clown get up in that fucking window because uh, she's been through a bunch, so she's allowed to have visions. I'll, I'll allow certainly, it. yeah. And she goes up there, and you know she goes, she goes up to that window. She, she follows should. the bloody footprints. Yes, God, I forget these small important details. Yeah, she follows that up there, and she stands in front of the window, and almost in, in like a, she knows he's up there. Yes. Follows the bloody, bloody footprints, almost like she knows he's up there, almost like the cops knew he was up there, almost like Allison and Cameron knew he was up there. Continue. And then a very cool shot, like he just kind of appears behind her, like from like he was her shadow sort of thing, like just right behind her. Really cool shot. Uh, he reveals himself and kills Karen. How does he, how does he kill her? Well, Same does stabbing? he kill her? So... He's hacking and slashing at her. She's getting her arms up. Uh, very oh, right. very similar to Judith. A lot of those same poses. Arms in the way type of thing. He's uh, slicing her arms up. And then uh, we, some vague stabbings, maybe somewhere to the midsection. We don't really see it dead on. And then we see her on the floor looking at us, eyes open. And that's it. And then a shot of Lori looking at the win- in the window and Michael looking in the window and then Halloween kills. Yeah. So it kind of ends with, 
he's looking out the, the spooky window. She's looking out her own window and we cut. Now I've got two big things here, here. So do I, I. go number one in the script. I'm going to read it. Page 115 pan to reveal. This is for Jim. Karen is dead. Now, will they change this for Halloween ends? Will they retcon it? Possibly who fucking knows. But in this script, Karen is dead eerily lying in the exact same spot that Judith Myers died in. Now here's the actual ending to this movie. Now, months ago, you know, I had read the script, the trailer came out and I said, I can't believe they put the final shot in the movie in the fucking trailer. And you made some guesses. Is it this one? Is it that one? Is it this one? And I said, well, it is one of those actually, sir. And it's this shot right here. That is not what we get in the movie, in the movie. She's looking out her window. He's looking out his window. We're done in the movie. And I love this ending so much. And I'm furious that they changed it. Karen is dead. Karen's phone rings, unknown caller. The shape reaches down, raises the phone to his ear. It's Laurie Strode. Karen, hello? Nothing is heard from the other, other end of the line until breathing. The shape stands, holds Karen's phone up to his ear. And Laurie, Michael? And then she figures it out, obviously, and she gives a little monologue here. And part of this monologue is in the goddamn trailer, so I know you fucking shot it. Here's her monologue. She's on the phone with him. Run. Run as far as you possibly can. I'm coming for you, Michael. I'm never going to stop coming for you until I put you in the ground and send you back to hell. Then in the hallway, the crowd is large. Lori emerges from that crowd, walking towards us. That shot in the trailer isn't in the movie. Isn't in the movie. A look of determination like never before on her face panned down to reveal the bloody knife Allison left with Lori. We gain on it. That's in the trailer. Freeze frame on the knife. That's how the script ends. And I think it's awesome. And that's what how we- Halloween 2018 ends. We see Allison's hand in the knife. Yes. So Same knife. Yeah. So I, I, I like that quite a bit. I don't know why they made the change here. I think I they want that. us to not be sure if Al, if uh, Karen's dead. But I know I, it I, looks like she is, and I get that she most likely ninety nine percent sure is. I want you if she is dead, you need to let us know without a shadow of a doubt that she is dead. I want to see her gurgling and, and last breath, and uh, and, and then he we, puts three more in her. Something, maybe not that, but you know what I mean. Like you can show us for sure that she's dead, and I want to see that, and then. It ends with whatever. Because but don't leave it up in the air that she might not be dead because we only saw, we didn't really see like a killing blow and she's just on the floor. It's not definitive and it's long enough to where she could be alive. It's not like we zoom out and she's just lifelessly eyes wide open for like 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I really don't care about the Karen part of any of it because I just wonder because this is a setup to a third movie. I I said that when I read the script. I said, this is a hell of a cliffhanger, clearly leading into another movie. It's like the first half of one long movie. 
Um, in the script, it would definitely feel that way. I'm coming to get you, Michael. Credits. And it's like, well, fuck. I wanted to see her go get. I thought it was today. Um, so I, I think they might have made the change to make it feel like more of a standalone sort of movie. So it wasn't such a cliffhanger, him looking out the window, her looking out the window. But I would have preferred that payoff. Yeah, Karen's dead. And then we get the, the breathing on the phone. And we get her little monologue. I'm coming to get you. And that I when I found that, when I went back for the first 10 pages and I found that in the trailer and there that line is in there, I'm coming for you, Michael. I was like, you fucking shot it. You fucking shot all of this. I would so argue. We're gonna, so we're going to see it in Halloween ends, you know, when the current timeline fires up in that movie 30 minutes in. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I would hope. imagine so. I would say what the your reasoning doesn't work for me. I think it makes it less of a cliffhanger if we know for sure Karen's dead. There's there's stuff something after Karen's dead. You know like um Michael picks up the phone, we get a phone spot like we got in part 1. She's on the phone with him like in part 1, but she's here's the breathing, she talks to him and warns him and that's like, "Oh yeah, it's coming." To me, this is even more just abrupt like they just pulled the cord out blue balls yeah and not even like there's cliffhangers and then there's abrupt just we're ending the movie yeah and we have no idea what's going on halloween ends dwg has said this publicly in the press Mm -hmm. this will take place in 2022 four years after the events of what we just saw this is not going to be the same night. Whoa. This is four years later. The pandemic has happened. Uh, so, okay, well, that, that, that wraps a couple things up for me. Hawkins seems like he's got to be in on it. Lori needs to have a final showdown with Michael. They're both fucked up. Yeah, it's some time to heal, though. There's some time to heal. But it also means what happened to Michael? Did he just, does he just turn off on November 1st? You know, like, is it like the sun comes up and he just pew, powers down like nuclear man, you know, and then he's easy to wrangle. Does he get locked back up? Does he disappear? That's, that's when the thorn boys come. And he don't just, see, no. he doesn't seem like a disappearer. He wants to be in the house looking out the window. He's in the house looking out the window. What happens to him after? And we can speculate on that for quite a while, and that's I, I and I'm super excited. It's not a direct continuation. It is not uh, because, and we will have flashbacks to this. Like yes. I said, they shot they shot this. We will see it in the movie. Um, like it might pick up in the very beginning, sure. to show us what ha- uh, Allison's right downstairs. Like, yeah, what happens? But over, overall, yeah, it's going to take place four years later, which is super interesting. Yeah, what what is going to happen to Michael? Where? Uh, Let's let's get into this window, because I don't know if you've said everything you wanted to say about this window. Um, so it's uh, this window up there in the Myers house, Judith's window. I don't think there's any fucking special thing about this window, Jim. I don't know why you keep bringing up this window. I don't think that- it is important, Jim. What I've- he sees out that window. What's well, yeah. he see out there? Because I don't think it's only, the glass. Because not only does is it's he the seeing view. something, 
Yeah, he he see he's seeing something out there, and it's not just the window he's because he stops. He no, not not even that. He stops on the lawn in that same spot twice, almost like he's seeing something across the street. I I believe that something's going on in, in that direction. They even go the distance to show across the street. When the little kids fuck with Big John and Little John, they run off. They run off across the street and they really show that property. And I'm just like, what's going on over there? Why is uh? Is that where Mrs. Blankenship lives? Why is why is anybody? I used to babysit him. I was watching him that night when the dark man came to him. I don't know. Is that maybe where a, a handler is planted? Something like that. I don't know. The string puller. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's not the window itself. There's something about the view. There's something about what we see out the window and we don't ever see it is the other thing. You know what I mean? We don't get to that window and get to see out the window across the street, whatever it is. We see him seeing himself, the reflection. We see Karen looking out. We see the cop looking out. We don't really see what's below or anything like that. Interesting. Definitely interesting. I hope they play with it. I hope it's uh, an element of their story in some, in some fashion. Maybe. Yeah, but it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, DWG also said this. Oh, he said, um, the ending, uh, the little twist ending for Halloween ends is different. Now I've rewritten it. And someone was like, well, what is it going to get leaked? He said, well, right now, only I know what it is. And I have it written down on a piece of paper. And there's, so there's only one copy of it in existence. And only I know what it is. He said, only I know what something to the effect of only I know what the last words are of the movie or the last lines of the movie, something like that. Because hmm. uh, Lori Stroh, Jesus Christ, Jamie Lee Curtis has gone on record as saying, oh, the Halloween ends is going to piss a lot of people off. Yes. So I think she might be privy to at least some of that information. And I don't know why it would piss people Overall off. tone of it, for sure. Like, what what the movie... She was saying, like, the whole movie is kind of... Might not be what people expect and that type of thing. And they might not Good. like where it goes. But DWG said, I have the ending written on a piece of paper, and only I have it right now. And they don't... And- and the other thing, we... At least I was under the presumption that this has already been shot halfway, all the way, something like that. No. No. They don't start shooting till January. That was the plan. They were essentially going to shoot, you know, back to back and then, you know, shit happens. The script just now, they sent it out to John Carpenter to, you know, get the blessing. So that's that's where we're at stage-wise. It is scheduled to be released next October. Um but nothing has really been shot yet. Obviously, some of these leftover scenes from this movie are going to make their way there for sure. Um, but the overall you know, chunk of that movie still has to go to camera. So let's get Danielle Harris in it. I was just going to say that. Fuckers. Four years later, new batch of characters. Hasn't been shot. That one producer, I don't remember which one, uh, said, yeah, it'd be great. I'd love that. She can be Lori's psychologist. Can you, yeah, just do me a solid. Let's get her in the goddamn picture. Or maybe she lives in the handler's house across the street. I don't know. 
This will be very that. interesting, though. We'll have our all of our Halloween Ends episodes oh. <laughs> that'll be coming up, and we can get into that deeply. But we are over two hours in. That's it. Longer than the actual movie, but of course you knew we would. I thought we were going to hit three. Overall, Jim said thumbs up from Jim. I would say thumbs up from myself. It has its flaws. Not a big fan of the Tommy Doyle stuff. The uh, Penguin suicide, I think that could have been done better. I know they were just trying to do their mob mentality, the the town's afraid. I just think that could have been handled just a little bit better is all. Yeah, but it felt to me were the kills were amazing. It felt to me overall my my view is felt like they were filling some time and they were trying to make mm, some plot points just to make a movie, you know, yeah. to get from point A to point B and this is clearly just a, a bridge to tell their ending, how they want this story to end. And they set some things up that they are going to have to answer. This guy has been demolished. He just got when when he when he took the shots in the fight. I said, "Well, now you're taking it pretty far. You're going to have to explain some shit." Yes, you will, because he's he's he would have he would have lost more blood than a human being can lose without and dying. He, and he's old. Let's not forget that he's an elderly man. For fuck's sake, here. So right. explain it. Don't really care how you do it, uh, but p- at least try. Otherwise, that's just that's no bueno. But we'll see. And a year's time for Halloween ends. So enjoy the next year of speculation and breakdowns and rumors, uh, all that good stuff. Any any final words or plugs here? No. Kept it clean. Keep it clean. That's- that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to us for two hours. We love you very much, guys. Please like, subscribe, all that shit, share. I'm Big John. And I'm Little John. <laughs>